Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His Word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the world. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody watching online as well. We're glad you're here. You're in for a special treat today. Bethel belongs to a greater family of churches called Every Nation. Currently, we're in about 80 different countries. Here in the U.S., we have about 80 or 90 churches growing all the time. Today, we have Pastor Sam with us from Nigeria. Pastor Sam, his wife Grace, been married 40 years, been in ministry 40 years, founding pastor of Realm of Glory, grown to over 30 churches in Nigeria and beyond. He's a part of our global apostolic team, being the regional director for West Africa as well. Can we give a warm Bethel welcome to Pastor Sam. Sam Ayadogman, come on up here. Praise the Lord, Bad Hell family. Thank you. The last time I was here, or the first time I preached was July 2004, after the World Conference. It's going to be 20 years next year. So I told myself, I don't want it to be so long before I come back again. By the way, this is my home church. My wife and I, uh, we've been long-term friends with all our Every Nation leaders and Dr. Rice Brooks, and then we love Pastor James and David Summer. I just met Dr. Dave. We had lunch together yesterday in Florida. <laughs> and um, if I'm going to introduce my family, I'll need like 15 minutes out of the time. <laughs> because it's always growing. So I'm sure my sons and daughters from everywhere, they're watching. Um, but whenever I ask God to give me grace, for instance, I'm going to preach at better. God, I need your grace. He says, but I gave you grace in human form. You know, grace of God made manifest in human form. And um, she preaches better than I. We went to the same Bible school before we wedded. So I, I, I became smarter because the last time she preached, or the first time she preached at the Philippines, Pastor Steve told me, you stay back with the kids, let Grace be, you know. <laughs> so I tried to establish my reputation very well in preaching before I learned how to show up. Anyway, um, but you rather have me do that. I'm speaking today about a topic an open heaven encounter. 
I want you to encounter open heaven. It doesn't matter whether you live in first world or third world. I don't even know how they came about that. <laughs> anyway. But if you cannot experience the first heaven opening to you and manifesting in your heart and around you, you will be experiencing hell coming up from beneath. Jesus knew that heaven and hell operate here on earth. So when he was going to plan his church, he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So Jesus knew that hell is operational on earth. And the church he plants is meant not only to stop hell, but to pull hell down. That's PhD, that's my degree. Pulling hell down. <laughs> All my friends have PhD, so I'm like, God, what am I going to get mine? <laughs> I have PhD in pulling the powers of hell down. I'm planting heaven deeply. And you can do that too. You should do that. Amen. So what I'm believing God for. By the way, this is better. The first time the word better was mentioned in the Bible. Genesis 28. Jacob, who started out very crooked. You know, was... Yeah, he didn't start out well. He wasn't well discipled, by the way. And no devotion, no devotion. I don't know whether he believed in diversity like better, you know, and, uh, and all of that. Uh, but Jacob experienced what you can call open heaven. In Genesis 28, he woke up from a dream and he said, This is the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Can you help me tell somebody, that's better. That's better. There was no sanctuary, no building. He had a stone that he placed by his head. But he experienced something. I doubt he really prayed before he slept. Because he just told a lie to his dad that I'm Esau. Trying to be who he wasn't. And try to get another person's blessing, however. So he wasn't really in alignment with God. But Pastor Philip just told us, one of my best friends in every nation, that the mercies of God are new every morning. And the praise worship team says, great is your faithfulness. So, an open heaven encounter, if you check Jacob, it's not by merit. It's by mercy. And he got up from the dream and he knew the heavens are open. I was tempted to preach two messages in one. So the first title, the title of the first message is Open Heaven Encounter. The second one, one two in one, is a great light from heaven. But when heaven opens, something comes down into your heart something comes down to your situation 
And when the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, he says, Speak as my oracle. First Peter chapter 4, verse 11. He says, If anyone speak, let him speak as an oracle of God. So church and preaching is not meant to just speak to your intellect. It's not meant to entertain you. It's not meant to make you feel good. It's for you to hear God speaking to your heart. I say, God, I receive grace to speak as you speaking through me. So I can quickly tell you what to expect in this, in this session. Expect God to speak to your hearts. And that's the best thing you can have. Until that happens, you keep living in the customized darkness. Even in the daytime, you'll be having the dark nights. It is when you hear God speak within your heart that you have a new day dawning. What should we expect? Every time you have an opportunity to encounter the word of God, whether you're reading your Bible or you're praying or someone is preaching, what should we expect when we have a worship session like this on a Sunday? Well, the word of God comes as fire. That's the one I love the most. I come from a background, both in my my bloodline, my father's house, and my country. I discover I need I need supernatural fire. If I'm going to have an emancipation from the forces that have taken generation captive and experience an elevation. I needed something more than the ordinary. Yeah. And then I discover God says, I, your oh God, am a consuming fire. Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 4, verse 29. He says, God is a consuming fire. He burns with love. He burns with passion. His zeal, you know, his jealousy over us against the devil is like fire. And I discovered the fire of God is intelligent. The fire of God knows what to consume, especially whatever is consuming you. Everything that is contrary, anything that will stop you from becoming what you are destined to be, the fire of God comes against it. Whatever is making you to be uneasy, the diseases that bring you into a situation where you are having like hell or night in your body, the fire of God consume incurable diseases. So we say it this way, incurable diseases are consumable by the fire. Our God is a consuming fire, but he's also a refiner's fire. Malachi chapter 3 verse 2. He says he will come as a refiner's fire. He will come as full as soap. And when he comes, he will refine the house of labor. So that the people of God can offer sacrifice in righteousness. So the fire refines us. The fire consumes whatever is contrary. The word of God comes as fire. Jeremiah in chapter 20. And these this are my favorite scripture. He says, 
When I wanted to keep quiet, I said I wouldn't speak again. But the word of God was as fire in my bone. What I expect to happen to you is as the word of God enters you, it begins to burn within your heart, within your soul, within your bones, and clean you up to make you refine like silver and gold. Jeremiah said, the word of God is like fire and hammer. So if there are things planted in your life, Jesus said, whatever is not planted by God shall be uprooted. The word comes as fire, not only to uproot, but to burn to the roots. Everything that's contrary. But in case there is a hardened Pharaoh heart, there is something stubborn that is resistant, that is repelling the purpose of God for you. The word breaks everything contrary, like hammer. So I love it that the word of God burns and the word of God breaks. And this will happen every day. A light from heaven. An open heaven shouldn't be a once upon a time experience. Oh, it shouldn't be a one time I experienced open. I was in church. I went to a conference. The heaven opened. Heaven came down. This is what you ought to experience every day of your life. There should be a Bethel experience every day of your life. And when that happens, and we're in alignment with the throne of God. We can flow to nations. One of the things that surprised me, and that's why I love every nation, which better is like one of the flagship, is that before the throne of God, there are seven lamps burning, representing the seven spirit. Upon the lamb, the lion that prevails, who is standing like a lamb, slaughtered, bleeding, so he's not sustained by his blood he's sustained by the power of everlasting life the blood flows to cleanse nations to liberate he's standing slaughtered before the throne but upon him there are seven lamps seven rays of light seven eyes which are the seven spirit seven lamps before the throne seven seven eyes seven rays of light upon the lamb the seven spirit and the bible says these are the spirit revelation chapter 5 and 6 these are the spirits sent to the nations to all the nations of the earth. i said wait a minute so when i'm in alignment if i experience open heaven as i focus on heaven heaven directs my attention to nations because the spirit before the throne the spirit upon the lamp goes to the nations open heaven is meant not just to push hell down in your life open heaven is meant to bring the glory and the power of god the bible said the heaven declares the glory of god hallelujah so what should you expect let the fire of god from heaven come down in your heart the two disciples on the way to emmaus after jesus resurrected and when when he was made known to them when he was revealed they said wasn't our hearts burning while he was speaking we ought to have known that that was jesus in other words when jesus speaks to you from the scripture your heart burns. 
I pray by the power of the Holy Ghost that every coldness in your heart be burned by the fire of Jesus. I pray that every lukewarmness be burned. I pray that every discouragement be burned by the word of God. I pray that depression be burned by the fire of the word of God. Every lie, every deception of the devil that is causing destruction in your life be burned by the fire of God. May your heart burn. May your heart burn. Do you know there can be no motion without fire propelling? There is no ascension without fire. So when you have opportunity to worship God or hear the word of God, expect your heart to burn. Because the word is fire. Hallelujah. But the word also comes as rain. I know you like that. That rain brings refresh. Acts chapter 3, verse 19, he says, Repent and be converted. It doesn't matter what you have done. I have a podcast that says, When Peter spoke to the Jewish leader, the Jewish leader, he says, You killed the author of life. You killed the author of life. You killed God. You committed the worst offense that can ever be committed. You kill love. But if you repent and you are converted, your sin will be blotted out. Then I suddenly realize there is no sin that cannot be forgiven. What sin is worse than killing God? Killing life. Killing love. (laughs) Not only in the setting of or domestic relationship or whatever. He says if you repent and you convert it. Your sins will be blotted out. So it's a lie of the devil. That you have done something that cannot be forgiven. But he says when you repent and you convert it. Your sins are blotted out. Then times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. Amplify says. Times of refreshing. With, with fresh air from the presence of God. That relieves you from the heat that's been going on. So the word of God comes as rain to bring refreshing, to bring renewal. Hallelujah. I pray over your life and everything that is yours. That as the fire of God takes away the weeds and the tongues and the curses, I pray that the rain of heaven by the word of God will flow into your spirit, will flow within your soul, will affect your body, will affect your environment. May you have a refreshing. Expect the rain. Hosea chapter 6, he says, if we follow on to know the law, then we shall know he will come to us as dawn and as former latter rain. That tells you the word of God also does not just come as fire, does not just come as hammer. The word of God does not just come as rain. The word comes as light. As light. I love that. You know, the Bible says Saul of Tarsus was on a journey to Damascus. He was a terrorist. He was a terrorist. He was killing Christians. We've lived with that in Nigeria where we have extremists, religious extremists 
killing and raping and kidnapping. We escaped being killed. Our church was bombed many years ago. So Saul was killing Christians. They see killing Christians all across the world. And the default mode is to say, Lord, kill him. Consume him. The two sons of Zebedee, they were saying to Jesus, the Samaritans, they don't want you to pass this way because you're not going to do miracle with them. So we call fire down to consume them. This is looking, you look chapter 9. In my country, a lot of Christians, they are praying, God, everyone that hates me, kill them. Holy Ghost fire. Consume them. If it's my mother-in-law, kill her. My landlord that is trying to get the rain out of me, kill him. But whatever a man sows, he's a rip. So when you build a house and you rent it out, somebody's going to pray for you today. Anyway, but I tell people, the fire of the Holy Ghost is not meant to kill people. Jesus said, you don't know the spirit you have received. I haven't come to kill. I've come to save. So Saul of Tarsus supervised the killing of Stephen. Oh my God. And he had Stephen, rather than pray that God should kill them. Stephen prayed like Jesus. Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. Don't lay this sin against them. I think that was part of what was hunting Saul of Tarsus. The Bible says he was breathing out threats and slaughter against the church. Of course, the church was breathing out prayer and the word of God. Hallelujah. Then on the way to Damascus, he testified in Acts chapter 9 verse 3. And then he testified in Acts chapter 26 verse 13. He said, oh King Agrippa, I was on my way doing the business of killing Christians. And at noonday, a light brighter than the sun in its strength. And Jesus was revealed in Revelation chapter 1 also that he, in his eyes is like the sun, shining like the sun in the fullness of strength. A light from heaven, brighter than the sun. Hallelujah! Paul said, I saw the light. I fell down. I went blind. Hallelujah. A light from heaven. That's what happens when heavens open. It pierces your darkness. The Bible says in Psalm, uh, Psalm 18 verses 28 and 29. You need this one. It says, light my candle. Enlighten my darkness. Then I can run through a troop. And leap over a wall. I need to say that again. Lord will lighten your candle. He will, he, will, he will put fire in your lamp, in your candle. And enlighten your darkness. So when light or fire comes from heaven to your heart, you are empowered. You, your darkness clears. Then you can leap over a wall of barriers. And you can run through troops. The forces of darkness comes against you in one way. They scatter in seven ways. 
we experience this from time to time. I mean, some time ago, some assassins were going to my room with automatic gun loaded to go blow up my hair. They didn't know there was a security arrangement in the house that took them out first, shot the guy dead, and the police came carried the dead guy. You know, they came organized in one way, they scattered in seven ways. When God put his fire in your heart and lighten you up, the darkness around you that wants to consume you scatters. Then you can run through a troop unstoppable and leap over. That's why I told you, for motion and ascension, you need fire and light from heaven. So your testimony should be like Paul. I came to Bethel. Hallelujah. At noonday, November 12, a light from heaven. I pray right now into your family, into your territory, into your county, into your city, in the nation of America, where there are, you know, mass shootings in schools and in places. I pray the light of God will penetrate the darkness in the name of Jesus. What do we need in the Middle East? Israel against Palestine. People don't know that there are many Palestinian Christians. We've been sitting in meetings with Arab-speaking Christians, Christians from the Muslim world, from Egypt, from Palestine, from Iran, from Iraq. Just came from Lake Lake Mary, you know, land of Palestine, and the rest. I passed I mean, preached there yesterday. And we're sitting down and we're strategizing. It's called the Amen Initiative. Uh, Arabic mission of every nation. Amen. A-M-E-N. Arabic mission of every nation. Then there's MENA, Middle East and North Africa for Jesus. Can you say amen to that? So people think, well, we are Christian, we are Americans, we are Nigerian, we are this. So we are on the side of Israel and let all Palestinians die. All Palestinians are not Hamas. There are children of God filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm talking. We are not meant to take side. We are meant to bring light in the midst of darkness. Hallelujah. What is causing the violence? Hatred. Revenge. That keeps on in a vicious circle. The one you kill now is my guy. I got to kill yours. Then I kill yours. I want to kill mine. And just continue. And there's no international diplomacy that's made able to solve the problem. So what do we need in Israel? We need open heaven. What do we need in Gaza? What do we need in the West Bank? What do we need between Russia and Ukraine? We are not to take side. We are on the side of heaven. Let the light of God shine. Can you say that? Say, let there be light. What do we need in America? We need the light of heaven. What do we need in Africa? We need the light of heaven. What do we need in Nigeria? We need the light of heaven. Wherever, it doesn't matter where you come from. Trouble is tribulation. It means trouble in every nation. Trouble in all nations. There's no demilitarized zone. Satan has no ceasefire anywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. Because there is darkness. Psalm 74 verse 20. He says, remember the covenant because the dark places of the world is filled with habitation of cruelty 
of violence. I love the way the Passion Bible says it. He says the violent people take advantage of darkness. So the reason there is problem everywhere is the light of heaven is not penetrating. The reason there is confusion in the hearts and the home, the light of heaven is not. And we are ordained to bring open heaven encounter. Hallelujah. I believe your heart, your home, and your platform of engagement is meant to be where heaven touches the the earth. See, your heart starts with H-E-A-R-T. So heaven touches the earth in your heart and in your home. When you start experiencing open heaven with the light of the word of God, God is light. The word of God is light. Can you say amen to that? When you start experiencing open heaven, what I'm talking to you about is, is the heaven dimension of the word of God. The word of God is not just letter. It's not, it's not about intellect. It's a revelation from heaven. John, the beloved apostle, said, I saw the condition of the church. And when you look around churches, anywhere, everywhere, you will see things that will make you sick. Your job is not to keep criticizing pastors and churches and all of that and, and trying to find fault. If you want to find fault, come to my church. You'll find a lot of fault. So John, Jesus showed him seven churches, only two only two survived without being you know written off one lost the first love the other one had a name but is dead the other one is lukewarm is blind didn't even know it is naked he thought he was well dressed i think that's mental problem i mean when you're naked and you think you're well dressed and you can just go on and on and then jesus says to him in revelation 4 he says, I had the voice I had in the beginning saying, come up. I want to show you things to come. And I saw a door open in heaven. It's been open all along. When Jesus was baptized in Mark 1, 13, he, he saw heaven rent open. And Holy Ghost came down. The heaven has always been open. Jesus told Nathanael, because you believe in me, and Jesus is saying the same thing to you. You have little faith, you're going to see greater things. What are you going to see? You're going to see heaven open. It's not that heaven is going to open. You're going to see it. That it is open. Hallelujah. So, John said, I saw heaven open. I saw the throne. And Jesus is saying, forget about the condition of the church. You come up. Revelation 19, as I close. John wants to worship the angel that was conducting him around. And the angel says, I'm one of your fellow servants that holds the testimony of jesus he says the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy don't worship me because you think oh i have shown you inside a mystery and revelation don't worship nobody the angels say worship god worship jesus i think as john began to worship revelation 19 11 he said i saw heaven open may you experience open heaven when heaven opened, what did he see? He saw the word of God personified, riding on a horse, 
clothed in red and the army following him clothed in white his name is not just the word of god he has another name that nobody knows hallelujah so you can't finish knowing the word of god revealed from heaven that word is the word that was in the beginning by which all things were made without him nothing was made in him is life and the life is the light that shines in darkness the word of god leading an army out of heaven and he has another name written on the robe and on the lap on the tie well you can read the one on the rope to know the one on the tie you need intimacy and that name is king of kings when heavens open the scriptures opens to you you never be bored reading the bible anymore you never be bored speaking the word of god you're not ashamed because you know you are in alignment with open heaven you are a channel of the flow of God the fire of God the love of God the reign of God the spirit of God the glory of God hallelujah the light of God shines through you may you be empowered with the light from heaven you are commissioned to go forth not only experiencing open heavens but bring heaven down everywhere you go subdue i want you to pray in tongues this is a holy ghost filled movement hallelujah we we are not only socially responsible church we are spirit empowered so i want you to take a moment let's stand up under open heavens under open heaven your sins are forgiven there's refreshing for you there's rain coming manifestation from heaven you are back to better you are right before the gate of heaven receive new impartation for your elevation receive illumination for your emancipation receive encouragement receive courage receive comfort receive fresh oil fresh fire i agree with you by the holy ghost that every insurrection of hell wherever the demons of hell are rearing their head around you be crossed in the name of jesus Romans 16 20 he says the devils shall be crossed under your feet shortly I ask that the power of heaven the light of heaven the fire of God from heaven the light from heaven the open heaven subdue the power of hell around you in Jesus name go and be victorious go from strength to strength go with joy the joy of the lord is your strength go with the peace of god that is beyond all understanding go as ambassador of the kingdom in righteousness in peace and joy by the holy ghost the heavens are open upon you and everyone and everything that pertains to you 
I bless you in the name of Jesus.